Hello, uh, my name is Chris Sonia and I play drums for Iron Kingdom. Hey, I'm Chris Osterman, I play guitar and sing lead vocals for Iron Kingdom. I'm Leighton Holmes, I play bass for Iron Kingdom. And you're listening to Sonic Perspective. <laughs> I've been listening to your new album, On the Hunt. I've been listening to On the Hunt on repeat as I drive around for work today. And like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, I'm digging the hell out of it, which kind of surprises me because uh, to be completely honest, I'm not really big on this whole 80s chic thing that's going on. Yeah, yeah, like it's not it's not really my bag. It, uh, to me, it just sounds disingenuous. But you guys, first of all, I think what sets you guys apart is that A, it sounds legit. It doesn't sound like you're forcing it. And B, you guys are actually really, really fucking good at it. It's, it sounds fucking great. And like, I, I kind of want to know, like, where does that come from? Uh, this is, uh, this is the music we always wanted to play. This is the music we wanted to hear. So we started playing it at a young age. You know, so I think that's why it, it feels real. Like, we're not cashing in on some fad. We, like, Chris and I, when we were when we were in high school, we were always like, where are the bands doing this shit? You know, oh, we could do it ourselves, and then we realized, oh, there's other people doing it too. Like, yeah, I uh, I remember actually we we played with Skullfist when they were touring Canada still at the time, and uh, this goes back to like 2010, and that was the first band we ever heard of doing anything similar to what we were doing, and we we're like, holy crap, man, this is awesome. Uh-huh. Somebody else agrees, you know. So yeah, like for us, it was just like. We grew up thinking, you know, we can't watch the Scorpions back in 1982 anymore because it's not 1982. So let's make it again, you know. So that's kind of the that's where we came from anyway. So that was back in 2010. You guys have been at this for a while then. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris and I went to high school together. Well, this, we we actually this... we actually played in a band uh, since like. 2007 or 2008 so so we've been playing for a while we've been playing together since we were about 15 yeah how old are you guys now 28 shit you guys are still children what the hell yeah, <laughs> yeah well you know uh we love the music and you know we love what we're doing so now no, drummer chris right yep. okay so you're one of the new guys in the band yes, yes. or wait 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 i should correct myself you're the new guy in the band right new guy, yeah. okay okay well what's the story how'd you end up in this mess um well i actually was scrolling through craigslist quite a bit for a couple weeks like i i, I want to put my drumming into something uh-huh. and yeah like a couple weeks after i i saw the website come up on craigslist and checked it out and then I contacted Chris saying like, hey man, I wanna, I wanna try out for this. And uh, after some time, uh, <laughs> we, we got everything arranged and I guess that was good enough, <laughs> yeah. There's been three albums before this, they play Keep It True. So I kind of, I, I didn't know what I was getting into, but at the same time I feel like 
I got lucky with the opportunity that I was given and like the the advertisement that I did find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh like it's it's cool to obviously be in the beginning of a band and I'm sure we would have all enjoyed working together from the beginning, but um at the same time I could totally imagine like jumping into something that's somewhat established at least, right? So that you know, you come into it and you're not at the ground level, you're kind of at at least just above the ground level, at least, you know, so. Now, now uh, when you got this band off the ground, uh, y'all two original members, correct, uh, Leighton and Chris? Yeah, now, 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 this, you guys have known each other since you were kids, and uh, and on top of that, it also, I, I understand that the band started off as like a family affair, no? Well, I mean, not necessarily, it was, um, I started the band a long, long time ago. My sister actually watched us play a show. She played piano at the time. And she was like, your drummer is horrible. This is like way back in like grade eight or something. And uh, she's like, your drummer is horrible. She's like, I could totally do way better than that. And I was like, okay, prove it. And then, well, she proved it. So, <laughs> you know, three albums later and, you know. Wow. So, so she did, uh, so this is your first album with the band. And she did all the previous ones, right? Yes. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, like, did you guys ever butt heads? I mean, like, I mean, like, I've been around my sister for a long time, and and like being, a, you know, working together with her would probably drive me nuts. How'd it work out for you guys? Well, I mean, for the most part, we, you know, we both were looking for the same thing. I think when we were doing it, but I mean, there's like anything, like any relationship, or in any way, I mean, you're always gonna butt heads in some kind of way. It's it's a creative art, right? So, one person's gonna be like, well, I think the drums should do this, or I think the bass should do this, or you know, whatever. Um, so there's there's little like skirmishes I guess you could say but but uh, you know it was never too crazy um, she she ended up quitting just because she wanted to kind of move on and you know get a house and settle down and all that kind of stuff so be a normal person be an adult yeah be an adult you know but uh, you guys are clearly not adults <laughs> I uh, I know she enjoyed it while it lasted and uh, I know she's she actually filled in on drums for one tour uh, and uh, I know she enjoyed that too. Back together. The original, yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, last last year uh, was the fi five year anniversary of our second album. Okay. So we we got uh, Amanda back on drums, and then her fiance was playing guitar. Well, now husband, but he was playing guitar for us for that. And uh, it was kind of cool because uh, five years ago when we released Gates of Eternity, we basically did half of that tour so it was it was like uh and brad was with us for that trip too so it was like you know a real walk down memory lane kind of thing nice um you know it's it's uh it's been fun well where did that tour take you because like i know that you guys have been to some far off places that was western canada like last year we just did western canada so it was uh bc alberta and the yukon so we, we you know we still went up Anytime, even if we stay "quote unquote" local, we still get the fuck out of home. Like you know, yeah. I mean, Canada's kind of huge. I, I I think that a lot of Americans don't really appreciate just how huge your country is. Oh yeah, we're bigger than you guys. Yeah. Just much. <laughs> no, we're a tenth of the size of the population, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we got more space. So like, uh, like I I detect like a big DIY ethic with you guys because I mean like. You know, you're doing this, it, it, it kind of seems... We are 100% independent. No label, no management. Like, Chris, uh, our singer, books all the tours. Um, no roadies. Yeah, no roadies. <laughs> no. We load in ourselves. We load out ourselves. Our road cases that we'll pull out of that bus, we built ourselves. Uh, we built the inside. Of, like, the inside of the bus is us. You know, we we spent 
Uh, we spent uh, what eight, eight, nine hours today, or last night and today, re, re <laughs> pulling our starter out and putting it back in to make the bus run. Like oh, we, we, when we can, we do things ourselves. You know. So yeah, uh, DIY is is pretty big for us. Yeah, you're you're shaking your head like big time. Yes, Chris. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, we recorded the album on our own. We. Uh, produced it all that kind of stuff like I mean the, we got it printed by other people but but that's basically it <laughs> you know we booked the tour we uh, you, you drive yourselves around exactly yeah you know so I mean like you got to remember like as much as we'd we'd love to say that music has you know a future and all that kind of stuff it's it's hard to say because there's not a lot of money in it and uh, this the whole do-it-yourself thing it's the only way we've ever found to to possibly even conceive of having any future of it, you know, um, without doing it yourself, like we'd be spending ridiculous amounts of money yeah. and, and even still we are already. So and we're like, we've, uh, we've always kind of followed the thing of like, if we buy it now, the next time we use it, it's cheaper. Right. So we own our bus. Uh, you know, we own the mics that we recorded with, you know, we don't rent stuff. We, right. we want to use it. We want to use it multiple times. We buy it. Me and like, an actual studio as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Layton and Chris, uh, before Megan and I joined in, uh, they, they created a whole studio in the jam spot, so we don't actually have to go to a studio anymore. <laughs> it's just it's right there for us. Yeah, so that's that's where that's where the newest album took place, and Chris worked his ass off with the, with producing this whole thing. Uh, he was he was on the computer days on end, um, getting everything organized so mixing is is nice and easy. So yeah, it's been it's been a ride. <laughs> So, uh, so just now, uh, the new girl showed up. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Megan. I play guitar. <laughs> we, we were just talking about y'all's DIY ethic, and I'm kind of you know curious to hear your input. It's like when we did the album and stuff. Well, like it, you know everything. Like like uh, like I was just mentioning a moment ago. Uh, like uh, like you guys are doing the retro thing right. Like it, it, it sounds legit. It doesn't sound forced. Uh, and I think that. It, it kind of seems like it's going into like y'all's work ethic and the way that you guys do absolutely everything. These self-financed tours where you're driving yourselves around entire continents. Um, and I would just wanted to hear your input about that. Well, it's definitely not easy, um, but it's well worth it. And yeah, things do come naturally, um, but we have a vision and uh, we follow through on that. So hopefully it pays off. <laughs> now, now, something kind of fucked up happened in El Paso last night, no? Yeah, totally. Uh, our van completely got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, some something happened. Uh, some fucked up happened on the way to Tucson, uh -huh. and then it just carried over to El Paso. Yeah. And then carried and then carried over to San Antonio. <laughs> so here's the deal. Uh, we had to cancel Tucson. We we absolutely hate canceling shows. Yeah. You know, we work with promoters, bands, all the uh, venues. You know, our job is to go play the show. You know, at all costs, we are there, right? Um, we had no option. We, we we did everything we could. We even thought about towing it to the venue, and which was 200 miles away. So the the only shows we've canceled up till now were when we rolled off the highway in 2015, and they wouldn't pull us out of the ditch until the next day, and when your government wouldn't let us into this country. <laughs> All right. So yeah, about that. I, I, I'm really sorry about that. I didn't realize that it extended to white people too. <laughs> well, I'd li I'd like to specify we weren't not accepted we were just our visas our work permits didn't come until a month after the tour was over they were lollygagging yeah it was uh they, it was just a huge delay it's it it didn't just screw us it was like i think three hundred thousand people got totally screwed it was, 
it was one of those maneuvers where they were delaying everything. Yeah. But we ended up getting swept up in that, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, we were eventually, I guess, technically allowed in, but yeah. the dates were gone. So. No, okay, so what, what happened with this accident in 2015? Uh, we, had a, we had a van and trailer, uh, and the, the right passenger tire blew and they never found it so it came off and the trailer started pushing us around i was driving uh and i tried to keep us on the road but we uh as soon as the the tire touched the gravel the trailer pulled us around we did a 180 we rolled three times down a hill we were in the rocky mountains so we got really really lucky yeah uh but we're we're safe i mean i'm alive we're alive we lived that that's some dumb luck that's awesome I, I'm really that I'm really glad that you guys uh, pulled it through that, but uh, but so like you self finance and self like you know arrange all these tours, but you guys have played in South America before. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We uh, we did a tour in Brazil with uh, Blaze Bailey from Iron Maiden, and uh, that was through an agency, so that was not a do it yourself. But uh, you know it was uh, it wasn't cheap either, so you know. But uh, it was it was a great experience. We had we had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of people to play to, and. It was awesome, yeah. So uh, let's talk about the new record. I've been giving it a lot of repeated spins, like I mentioned earlier, and like the the thing that sticks out most about it, besides how legit it sounds, uh, how great of a throwback it is, is uh, it's very uplifting, and uh, that's not something that you normally associate with metal. Who wants to take this one? What do you mean by uplifting? Like like the song, the second to last song, uh, Paragon, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's like motivational stuff right there. It's kind of that Halloween influence, you know? It's, it's kind of like the classical side of, of heavy metal, I guess, at times. Uh, I was always kind of like, I, I've always had a bit of a hint of classical. I, I don't generally, apparently I don't generally tend to play in the minor scales. I didn't really realize this, but Megan noticed. And she, He's Iron Maiden, I'm Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of cool. We, we, it's a cool blend. Uh, yeah, I think the funny thing is, though, you say uplifting. I think it's because it's very melodic. The album itself is very melodic. Um, but then there's some very gruesome lyrics, if you listen. Uh, it's about fucking alien invasions. There's some pillaging. We, some uh, <laughs> we always used to joke, Chris wrote happy-sounding riffs. I wrote depressing lyrics. Uh, but, like, uh, Paragon specifically, like, it's just... I've been reading a lot of philosophy and shit, and that's just what... That was kind of the words that came out. Uh, same with uh, Sign of the Gods. Uh, Sign of the Gods and Paragon are kind of in the same vein, okay. uh, lyrically, I think. Okay. Are, are they like companion songs? Not really. Uh, just, you know, I mean, kind of what I think what I liked most about uh, The Gates of Eternity was it was very kind of a personal album. You know, it, it had some stuff that was going on within the members of the band come out in the lyrics. And then uh, Ride for Glory didn't have that. We were just trying to tell stories. So this one, you know, at least on a couple of songs, we kind of went back to, I put some of myself into the lyrics kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, I think uh, the only way forward and how fucked up the world's getting is for individuals to, to be better, right? And so that's, I'm trying to be like that, and and I wrote words to try to get other people to be like that. Because it's it's not uh, there's no collective solutions. It's you have to do it on an individual level, and it's your responsibility to do it on an individual. You know. Wait a second. I thought you wrote the depressing lyrics. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, we have like a, 
Yeah, songs like Keep It Steel, though, too, is like more like anthematic to like metal and uh -huh. just uh, getting your party metalheads out to uh, celebrate and have fun and uh, enjoy the true depths of metal. <laughs> get a little, yeah, get silly. Yeah, it's, so, you know, this one's got a real mix. It was fun. Yeah, totally. It was a fun album. Just like a lot of different things. We dipped our toes in a lot of different waters that I don't feel that Iron Kingdom would necessarily have done in the past. So it was kind of fun to move things forward or just try different things. And, you know, we'll see what everyone says about it. So We, uh, we also tried to simplify, right? Like uh, on previous albums, we tried to go for the more epic, the more, you know, because uh, Chris and I were always really big Maiden fans. So we liked the, the songwriting and the, the grand scope of a lot of Maiden tracks and and so that was an influence and on this one we tried to go for more straightforward rockers like you know yeah and when I was listening back to the record a couple times just I, I realized I was getting through it really quick but I would be able to repeat it and be like oh okay so I can it's, it's really re-listenable um, compared to some albums where it's kind of like oh it's an hour long and you're trying to trying to get through it and you're kind of like uh maybe i'll skip this song but oh. yeah so every every song on this album is kind of like a fast pace uh yeah and um i feel like it's kind of like we have like anthemic um anthemic traits to all the songs yeah and just at uh just like a stupid coincidence here every time i listen to the album today it was exactly as long as my commutes oh. Like traffic included and everything. So, so thanks for doing that. You, you guys got me through a really stressful day today. Sick. So we did the data and we found that the average driver commuted. <laughs> so we have to figure out the exact seconds in the songs. <laughs> now, there's a like. So, so you guys are from Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, how is the scene there? Because there's a lot of like notable musicians from there, but like y'all don't seem to know each other a whole lot. Well, I mean, uh, not every Canadian knows each other. Yeah, like we don't bullshit. <laughs> it's a small country, but we don't all know each other. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean, landmass is actually pretty big, but yeah. population is small. Um, but uh, I mean, the scene in Vancouver, like the the heavy metal scene, is pretty decent. Like, if you do a if you do a show on a weekend or something, you, if you're a decent band, you should be able to draw about a hundred people. So, it's it's not too bad. Um, there's definitely cities that struggle more in their scenes. Sure. I think Vancouver's really, uh, they have death metal and doom metal and stoner metal very prevalent in the scene. Yeah, more right. so than heavy metal, so yeah. okay. that's what one thing that, uh, why Iron Kingdom stuck out for me uh, when I was learning, like doing an edition, etc. Uh, I went to see them at a heavy metal festival and I lost my mind because that was the first heavy metal band I'd seen in over a year. And I go, I went every weekend out to a show, but anyways, yeah, pretty cool. Did you hear Megan's story about? I guess you did. You, what else? What? What story? About coming into the band and everything. Oh, I didn't know for like two months, and then they're stealing my riffs, and I'm like, "Yo, guys, <laughs> am I in or am I out?" And then I got the news that I was in. Really? <laughs> so, so technically, it's no longer theft. I just kept coming back, and then they started. We started writing this album, and I'm like, "Okay, well, what the fuck?" Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I mean. I put my foot. Okay, down. <laughs> one thing. One thing about this band is. You know, we've been through a fair amount of members throughout the years. Helen back again. Yeah, we have been through Helen back again. That's true. But I mean, you know, we just want to make sure we're working with people that really want it. Because I don't mind work. Like, you know, we want to tour. We want to do albums. We want to do all that stuff. It's it's one thing if somebody wants to do it for three months, and if somebody wants to do it for three years. Like, you know what I mean? So for us, it's like we need to find people that are that want to do it for a while at least because. Just, just the efforts put into learning the material, the old stuff, 
the new stuff. Long-term employees. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's you know what I mean. It's it's about quality. So so you know we want to like go through things. It's a personality and thing. Growing too. like you want to be able to grow together too, right? You're always moving forward or you know collaborating well. Yeah. Uh, attitude super yeah. important. Well, and personality is huge too. Personality is huge too because like. If you can't get along with somebody, how can you tour with them and live with them every single day? Like, yeah. you know, and um, they need to put in they need to put in effort and be hardworking. Yeah, there's so many so many elements. So, you know, like we auditioned Chris for about a month, Megan for about yeah. two months. It was a common but phenomenon that uh, he also had the same. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, am I in? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's that whole thing of like, you know, some people will just give up and and not care, and we're just like, okay, so that's who they are. Uh, whereas other people, they're like, okay, I'll, I'll be back next week or whatever. And then it's like, okay, they're kind of like sitting there, like not sure what's going on or whatever. And I feel bad about that too. But at, at the same time, it's like, I can't tell somebody they're in unless they're like, they really show that they want it kind of thing. So it's, we got to feel it and, and know in our, in our hearts, basically that we're like, okay, this is right. You know? And then, and then we're like, Hey, let's do it. So I, you know, I'm, I'm personally very happy with the decisions we've made. Um, like, like you said, I mean, we wrote the new album and, and we're, I think it's our best one yet. So for us, it's, it's exciting. There's two new members and, and I feel like we had something really cool to deliver with that as well. And, uh, personally, I'm looking forward to the future as well and seeing where this band goes with the uh, new records and new tours to come, you know, that's breaking down was pretty inspiring. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just kind of chilling and uh, in the bus because I didn't know what to do in the mechanics world. So I was like, I'll pull out my guitar and then just start writing a song. So. <laughs> well, okay, here's the funny thing too is at a certain point, Leighton and I were like, okay, there's really nothing that, like if we if me, if me and him can't figure it out, there's really nothing more that the other two can do at, at this point. Um, so we were like, why don't you guys just sleep for a couple hours or something and we'll see what we can do. So it was just kind of funny because this morning they both woke up to the bus going, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a pretty interesting morning, you know, I'm sure. They did like the most sketchy thing ever to make it work. It was pretty funny. Metal stories. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I I don't know if Leighton explained this already, but uh, basically we ended up having to connect the the, uh, starter directly to the battery. So, so there's no ignition. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's probably. There's a, there's some major electrical issues in there, and we're gonna have to spend quite a bit of time fixing that up. But fun times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, it it does turn on, and we've made. Ever since we did it, we've made gigs. So, so uh, as far as we're concerned, we're on the up and up now. <laughs> you know. It would not be a tour without like a major bus breakage or something, or like van. It happens to everyone. It's just that's how it goes. Way of the road. Oh yeah, it is the way of the road, and uh, we are the road warriors. <laughs> you beat me to it, damn it, damn it. So I, I am in awe of y'all's work ethic, and uh, and yeah, just you know, congratulations on like getting getting this far completely on your own terms. That's fucking awesome. Uh, my last question to you guys uh, relates to my youth, because like I grew up in an era when you could just go to like a record store or a CD store or whatever and just flip through the entire metal section and look at the artwork and you just kind of get the sounds in your head and sometimes that would be accurate and in this digital age do you guys think that there's a future for that sort of thing for you know for the kids that are coming up today yeah i uh i mean for heavy metal 
I think it's a little different than the other genres. I mean, the thing is, is a lot of metalheads, they, they want that physical CD. I mean, I know not everybody does, but uh, we do have our stuff available on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon or whatever. But uh, people really want those physical copies. Like, we've been getting asked for vinyls, cassettes. Collect, yeah. Right? They're like, oh, yeah, I got it from 30 years ago. Because, you know, when it repeats, it'd be like, I got it 30 years ago when it came out. Yeah. Ah! And, <laughs> and, I mean, you can't sign a Spotify playlist, you know? Like, and and uh, And on top of it, too, I mean, the covers, like, uh, you know, when we do get in the stores and, and the record shops or whatever, um, people look at those covers, and I know for a fact that people have picked up our records just because of the covers. Because they're like, what? what is this? You know, and it's like right right after Maiden or whatever, you know, so yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, like, <laughs> kind of placed ourselves well on the shelf, I guess. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. That was not an accident. <laughs> you guys have been awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks so, so much for making the time for us, and uh, yeah, yeah, we will see you guys inside. Awesome! Yeah. Scream! Listen. Scream for me! <laughs> oh! I, did, like, I did a goat one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the goats. Absolutely. The national food of Texas, by the way, is the taco. The taco? Have lots of them. Oh, we're going for taco. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy your tacos. Thank you. Thank you. And those were bassist Leighton Holmes, singer-guitarist Chris Osterman, drummer Chris Sonia, and guitarist Megan Merrick, collectively known as Iron Kingdom. Iron Kingdom are currently on a U.S. tour that will take them to Atlanta, the East Coast, across the southeast of Canada, and the American Midwest, and the Rockies, and to the Pacific Northwest through the 1st of December. You can find all their tour dates on iron-kingdom.com. And let me personally assure you that they tarry it up. You really, really need to check these guys out. Their new album, On the Hunt, is out now. Please subscribe to Sonic Perspectives on all the social media and on the podcaster of your choice to get notified every time we drop a new interview, album review, podcast, or photo set. And hop on over to sonicperspectives.com for lots and lots of metal and prog goodness. This is Gonzo signing off from the Texas Bureau. We're going to write it out with the opening cut from On the Hunt. This is White Wolf.
Keep us here.